Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 64. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about the latest and the greatest in the world of social networking sites like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and various other ways to connect with people online, to build our brands, to learn how to build real relationships without it taking away all of our time. Wow, that almost sounded like it was prepared. Anyway, you could have said that faster before the music stopped. I give you an eight. (laughs) Give me an eight. Sweet. (laughs) Hey, Eric, what's going on in the world of social media? Because I'll tell you what, I have been, uh, I've been on this major, massive productivity kick. I mean, I'm in the weirdest place of my life. I am, for the first time in three years of running my own business, I am actually completely caught up. Whoa. And it's, sucks <laughs> okay why because i'm so used to being driven by stress and deadlines that i have all these things that i don't have to do but things that have been waiting around for me to do until i had some free time and now i have free time to do them and sometimes i'm like eh, i think i'll sleep in today <laughs> I'm like, wow. no, I can't do that. I can't sleep in. Well, and of course, you know, I'm, you know, I'm able to stop working at five o'clock and, and I'm like, but, but, but I should, I feel like I should work because they're, that's what I do. And so it's weird. Well, you know what? You could look at it this way. There's a, there's been a shift in, uh, the demand on your time. And so use this time to store up your supply of energy. Ah, very good. Yeah, I, you know the thing is, I have been sleeping well. I have been working out uh, on regularly. I've been spending more time with my wife and kids. But the thing is, is it just feels weird because I've always been w- one of those guys who works around the clock, and it just if it, it, it's weird. If I don't, it, it, you know how some people feel like they they it's like they feel lazy uh, if they, if they don't accomplish a lot or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they normally work an eight hour day and, and they took a half day off and they feel like, Oh, I took a half day off for three days. And, and, uh, I feel like I, I'm, I'm just being lazy. Well, I feel lazy if I don't work a 12 hour day and I'm like, I should be working. I should be doing something. I should be in, I, I, I'm just trying, I'm having a little withdrawal. Yeah. I, I hear you. Well, uh, and, and I've become one of too my organized, <laughs> right? Don't organize yourself out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> one of my college professors actually said a quote once that stuck with me is wherever you are, be there. And yeah. that really kind of hit me. I was like, wait a sec. Okay. If I'm here and I don't have anything I have to do, I shouldn't feel guilty about doing nothing. Yeah. And if I have to write in do nothing on my to-do list so that I can check that off and feel good about it and allow myself, then I'm gonna. Yeah. So the one thing I think I'm gonna have to do, I I I'm, I I think, and of course I, I don't. It's hard for me to even say the the words because if I say the words, then then there might be some uh, unspoken accountability that happens. And and by the way, if I actually say these words, you can't hold me accountable to this. I'm just okay. saying that right now. Don't nobody. Don't email me. Don't ask me. 
But uh, I, I feel like I almost need to just untie my email account from my iPhone. I'm serious. It's it's a sickness. I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, the th- no, the, I'm just saying I don't want to. Oh, okay. It's, it's like I it, I'm at inbox zero, and by golly, if 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 I check my phone 30 minutes later, and and you know I click it, and there's an email in there, if I can hit resp- reply and and get that thing out, well, heck, I'm that's even further that I'm at inbox zero. <laughs> Actually, that's and that's a good point, and um. I saw somebody talking about this yesterday. I think it was Jeremy Fleegon on uh, Twitter along with somebody else. And that person was saying that they don't, um, they do inbox zero, but they like to keep it at inbox zero. Like you're saying you, you like to do, and I know you do. Um, and that they don't feel guilty that they don't have assigned times to check. They'll just check it occasionally without uh, being neurotic about it. And if there's something in there, they take care of it. And if there's not, they just close it and then go back to doing other things. And it's just like looking up at the clock to see what time it is. It's not a, it's not a, a bad thing in any way. So I think it's it's different systems for different people. Right. Well, so. anyway, let's talk about social media stuff. Um, and you know, we've got somebody in the chat room asking a wonderful question that we've covered probably once in the past, but uh, certainly glad to answer the question, help people out. And that is, it has everything to do with. Uh, hashtags on Twitter. How do you use them? What are they? And, uh, you know, yeah. So that's, I think that's the question. What do you think? Okay. That's, that's perfectly, that's a great question, actually. Um, I'm not sure if we've ever really specifically talked about what hashtags are and how they work and why people do it. So basically it's like metadata for your Twitter, for your tweets. Um, it tags it with a certain, I mean, it basically, okay. The pound sign, is like on your phone, if you're going to hit pound, that's what a, a hashtag is uh, preceded by a pound sign. And then whatever, sim- uh, you know, numbers, letters, or even symbols, I guess, could work. Um, a lot of times you'll see them in um, specifically for like conferences or tweet ups or meetups or whatever, just so that all the people that are involved with that can stay on top of the conversation that's happening at that location, or if it's on the web, on the location is everywhere. Um, you can basically do a search if you if you type in, for example, uh, when we went to post, PodCamp Boston Five, the hashtag for that was pound sign P. Was it PCB? Yes, PodCamp Columbus Boston Five. So PCB Five. So then anybody that's at the conference or not at the conference, but wants to follow all the pe- things people are tweeting out from the you know different sessions can just type in pound PCB five have, and then have that be a, a live Twitter stream basically that they can follow and see everybody that is throwing that hashtag, that metadata tag into their tweets so that it gets bundled with the rest of them the rest of the tweets people are sending out with that hashtag as well. Right. And, so. I, and of course, you know, that you're talking about the usefulness of events, but then there's just topical conversations that go on. Like occasionally, right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a search in Twitter. I'm going to twitter.com, and then the search box at the top, I'm going to put pound VA tip, VA like virtual assistant, T-I-P. All right, and I'm doing a search for that right now. 
Uh, and here's here's what I've got. Need more time in your day? Your virtual assistant can handle your daily tasks while you enjoy more time for what you do. Uh, here's another one. Marketing a new product or service? A virtual assistant can research your target market and locate, locate potential clients. Uh, here's another one. Set a dedicated day and time each week to keep your AP and AR of your VA business up to date. Uh, once you get behind it, it becomes a mess. Um, here, just Here's somebody who just blogged, fire your accountant. And of course, there's a link to their blog post uh, with a VA tip. Uh, find online jobs and more at the, whatever this place is. And of course, it looks like a place to get uh, VAs in the Villa, Philippines and stuff. Uh, so there, that's that's just an example. Here's another one, and then one of my favorites, and one I in, instituted. Uh, P, pound P A B L. All right, pound P A B L stands for pursuing a balanced life. And uh, if you go, to, matter of fact, if anybody wants to, you can go to gspn.tv forward slash P A B L, and it actually has a little bit of a blog post that I wrote about what is pound P A B L. But I can see here that. Um, uh, t- uh, Wayne Henderson is starting week two of No Soda. Um, Tupelo Rob, uh, Rob Williams, he says, I uh, just completed a 3.01 mile walk. I think November is going to bring the four mile walk. Uh, last night, I returned from a three and a half mile walk, recorded an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, and uh, Howard Shepard says, 16 days with no soda, at least a gallon of quality water a day. Funny, I don't miss soda. Wouldn't have guessed that. So these are all people who use pound P-A-B-L. And so I was able to really quickly find a community of people who have joined me in pursuing a more balanced life. And I get to see not, you know, I didn't have to actually follow these people. These people aren't on a list. And I'm getting tweets from those people that only relate to this one single topic that I'm interested in following at this very moment in time. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I remember when you started that hashtag and I thought, oh, I get it. I get what a hashtag is. It's, it's in a sense, it's standing up and saying, I am about this, or I, I am affiliating what I'm saying right here with whatever this, this group is that with this tag. Exactly. And sometimes you can have a lot of fun with it. I mean, you can just make up, you know, um, I think Stephanie, Stephanie sent out a Twitter message one day that says Cliff tried to plan a romantic evening, but and but <laughs> but told me when he told me I to, I reminded him of an appointment or the, you know a, a prior obligation our family has, and she put pound um, trying to be romantic fail, which right. isn't, I mean now the thing is 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 that a real hashtag that was the fir- she was the first and only person who used that but but the th- thing is is you can you can actually do this. Um, you, you can actually create a hashtag that is totally made up, and there are people where these things actually become, uh, you know, they become like uh, viral. Like I'm looking at Twitter trends this very minute as we're recording the show. Here's here's a hashtag: pound bad ca- conversation starters. All right, so I'm, I'm afraid to click this, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, so. Here you go. Um, I respect females. Uh, oh wait, no, that's actually that's the name of the person. I'm deaf, not dumb. Bad conversation starter. Anyway, that's a stupid one. Let's see here. If you were my homework, I'd do you. Uh, never mind. 
Okay. That's what I said. You gotta watch out the pub you gotta watch out for the public timeline. Uh so the last time no my gosh. Okay, forget it. Don't look yeah, up that you- hashtag. <laughs> Bad conversation starters. Anyway, you get the idea now. <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, Richard says, I, you know, I go back to my age old question, you know, why use Twitter in the first place? And here's the thing. If you have to ask that question, Twitter's probably not for you. But for, for, and that's okay. And that's okay. But I'll tell you what, there's a ton of value in Twitter and I love it. I well, I'll say that. I mean, absolutely love it. And, and you and I have both had this happen before. Um, I was actually at a tweet up last night and, I met for the first time in person, although I had been at a conference with them before that and started following them. Uh, and we talked on Twitter yesterday. Um, he came up to me and was like, Hey, Eric. And I'm like, Hey. And so then we like literally talked and talked all evening. And uh, it was cool because we had this art, you know, we had a relationship already in place. So it was like, now I feel like I know that person even better. Exactly. And, and that's just one example of many that that twitter has brought about i mean and and for me personally twitter for me has has meant friendships that wouldn't there and and i'm talking about a hundred or more close friendships that would have never helped happened otherwise um for my business twitter over the last well since two i think it was february 2007 Mm -hmm. that i i joined twitter uh, so it, I've been on Twitter ever since I've been in business for myself. In the last three years, I would say Twitter has probably brought in close to maybe fifty or sixty thousand dollars of income. So over the course of the last three years, so yeah, twi- there's there's plenty of reasons for me to be on Twitter, and I love Twitter, and I'd be, rather be on Twitter than Facebook, twenty four hour. You know, I, it's just it's just the place I go I, now. Well. Wouldn't you rather? Uh, what about MySpace? Why shouldn't you should be on MySpace? I will never go to MySpace again. <laughs> I Not even, even if they redesign it. I, you know what? I I clicked that article on Mashable. The whole new MySpace. It's still just as ugly. Well, I don't think it's as ugly. It used to be butt ugly. Now it's just it's, mildly. Is it redesigned already? Did they implement it yet? I don't know. Right, I'm going I was to, just here, looking at the article. I'm going to myspace.com, and I don't even remember if my, my thing was, but it's probably Cliff and Stephanie. So let's see, myspace.com slash Cliff and Stephanie. That's not found. So let me do myspace.com slash Cliff and Steph. And there it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's ugly. And <laughs> check this out. Um, it's got my latest tweet. Or no, it doesn't. What is that? Cliff and Stephanie D and Trog, can we start Business Tech Weekly at five this week? I'm being interviewed for a free agent. Well, for some reason, it's got some kind of uh, tweet from April 16th of, I don't know what year, but probably this. <laughs> anyway, it does have my live stream, though. Let me just say That's crazy. It's got the live stream. It says, if we're broadcasting, come here. Uh, and and basically, it just points to all. It's like, listen, uh, dude, you can't leave a comment on my site here anymore because I don't read them. Um, I don't approve any more friends than I had back then, and and it's pretty much uh, check us out at gspn.tv. So, and yeah. Gavin says, how do you know fifty thousand of revenue is from Twitter? And the reason is because I always ask every single client, how did you hear about me? 
and uh, I, I track the amount of income I bring in via Google results, via direct referral, via my podcasts uh, from GSPN, um, and also via Twitter and via Facebook. And I used to do a ton of marketing via Twitter. Uh, and, and it is very, very possible to use Twitter as a marketing tool just using keyword searches. So I can tell you right now, Let's just say I wanted to sell some podcast equipment. Of course, that's not my focus these days. But I'm going to just do a search right now for podcast equipment on Twitter. And here's what I... um, Here's Hebrew Brewing. Uh, What equipment have you decided on? I do a podcast periodically, but it's still in the beginning phases. Curious how to progress. I'm a podcast consultant. Do you think that that might be a good person for me to reach out to if I needed some business? Because that exactly. happened. That was 20 hours ago. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. So, so I mean, that was, and by the way, that was the first result. And there's tons of results here. So, uh, all I did was I looked up podcast equipment and boom, immediately there's one person that I could probably, matter of fact, let me just show you the, the process here. I would click on Hebrew Brewing and, uh, and then I'm going to view his uh, thing. He's from Reno, Nevada. Uh, Men's Brewing Society and uh, Appreciation of Beer and Brewing in the Spirit of Biblical Community. So then the next thing I would do is I would actually click on the website in the profile. And now what I would do is I would read the About Us page. And I can tell right away that this person already has a talk shoe podcast that they've been playing around with talk shoe. And so I already know that I can introduce myself and say, hey, I noticed that you're using uh, talk shoe and that you've been doing the daily brew. I, and matter of fact, I listened to your most recent episode and and uh, it looks like you've got some interesting thing. I can see the website that you're using is Microsoft Office Live. I'd love to talk to you about, you know, getting serious about taking your podcast to the next level. I saw your tweet about podcast equipment. You're wondering how to proceed. I'd love to talk to you about the benefits of WordPress over Microsoft Office Live. Um, if you're interested, let me know. And I guarantee you, I can immediately, there's about a 60 to 70% chance that I know if I were to pursue this person right now, there's a 60 or 70% chance that I can turn that into about somewhere between one to $3,000 in profit within the next 30 days. Yeah, no doubt. And and definitely, and I didn't say no doubt as if I wasn't listening. I meant, uh, yeah. Definitely. That's what I should say. Um, What you've just seen is basically Cliff giving a perfect example of how you can seek out basically new leads, specified leads for whatever business you're you're working with, whether that's yourself as a solopreneur or uh, for a a business you're working with that you're a part of. Yep. Absolutely. Perfect example. Exactly. And, 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 and the thing is, is I'm tempted. It's like, you know, I haven't, I haven't had to actually market my business this way uh, for quite some time. But um, now I've got this website open and, and, and I feel like I need to reach out to this person, even though I'm not hurting for business and things are pretty much booked for the next week or two. And, and so, uh, but you know what? I, I am. I am going to. Hey, I thought out. you were organized and didn't have enough to do here, Mister. Well, no, I'm saying I, I've, <laughs> I'm booked, but I, the thing is, is, I've got projects that I want to work on, not right. more of this stuff. But uh, yeah, exactly. I see that Cody Johnson, Ryan Hopkins, and Jeff Bull, and all three of their um, email addresses are on the About Us page. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. After the end of today, I'm just going to leave that tab open. At, after the end of the today, I am going to pursue that, and I'm going to. 
I'm going to ask you guys to follow up with me in 30 days and see if I didn't turn them into a client. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that if you were to do that search again in a few days, you wouldn't find that tweet because you can only go back so far with if you're doing search twitter.com and when it comes to this kind of this kind of marketing you don't want to go it's like hey i saw your tweet from three months ago no it's like hey i saw your tweet from yesterday yeah you know and and i i tell you it, it's all it's all in how you approach somebody it's not like i'm not going to just do at i'm matter of fact i'm not going to reach out to them via twitter at all right you I, try to try another method exactly i now i am going to go ahead and follow Okay, so I'm clicking follow right now. Gotcha. But what I'm going to do, and of course, they're going to get an email notifying them that I'm following them, and they're going to check me out, and they might actually contact me first. I don't know. But what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to reach out to them with a direct message. I'm not going to re- reach out to them with an at reply. I'm actually going to show them that, hey, I took an interest. I literally spent you know 20 to 30 minutes browsing your site, reading what you're about, looking at your photos, checking out your 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 podcast, listening to an episode or two, and hey, here's how I think I can benefit you. And by the way, here's a link to three episodes that actually um, I think you should listen to that'll help give you an idea of some things you can improve immediately. And uh, you know, and if you're interested, I'd love to talk to you about you know some other ways that I could help you out. And and by the way, and and watch this. And uh, not only that, but I have some great ideas. If you're not already monetizing your podcast. I have some wonderful ideas on how you could actually turn this hobby for this brewing society that you have and and turn it into something that actually earns you some money. Yeah. That and, I'm telling you that I, I can turn them into a client. There's no yeah. there's no and by the way, that was ju- that was one search on Twitter off the top of my head at a whim. And I could do that all day long. And in fact, not only that I could train and teach my virtual assistant how to do exactly what I just did, and my virtual assistant could keep me busy for the next four months. Yeah, I mean, she could follow people for you, throw you, throw those people in a list for you to go personally check out or or do them that that themselves, and yeah, and and the great thing about it is is you're not spamming them per se. You're you're finding out enough about the person to see what they're about, figure out what their needs could be that you could fill the need for as well as see what their preferred method of communication would be and approach them on that level. Right. Instead of at reply spamming them. Yep. Yep. That matter of fact, this is now here's the deal. I don't know how much I pay right now uh, for my virtual. Actually, I think I do. Um, let's see. Let's see. 1,000, 6,000. So here, here's the thing. Um, Twitter Contemporary VA uh, reached out to me, um, and I can tell you this. There's a couple things that I will tell you. Uh, Andrea, my virtual assistant, reached out to me via a Twitter search. I forgot about that. Yeah, she 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 sought me. She actually saw. I actually put out a Twitter message that said, "Hey, I I think I'm so busy and things are so crazy around here. I think I'm finally going to have to just break down and really get serious about finding a virtual assistant." Now, because there were so many virtual assistants out there monitoring that keyword, that ha- you know th- those keywords, those hashtags, all those things, they saw me, and I immediately got like seven Twitter replies. Like at GSPN, I heard that you're doing this. I do this. I can help you. How can I help you? Blah 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 blah. And you know what? 
I ignored every single one of them. And Andrew actually was one of the the you know one of the many that did this. However, Andrea was the only one who clicked through my profile, clicked through to my website, read about me, read about what I was doing, listened to a couple episodes, and saw that I did more than just Podcast Answer Man and listened to GSPN. And she's like, she wrote me like a three or four paragraph email communicating to me how much she understood about what I'm doing and that she desperately wants to work with me because I would be so fun to work with because everything that I'm doing is so interesting to her and uh, and and I think it would be I I think you'd be amazed at how much I can save you as far as your time and uh, I I just know that I can help you and I'm like wow she I mean the way that she contacted me is the exact way that I would want an assistant to actually contact my prospective clients or or actually to follow up with my clients, to just be that detail-oriented. And I will tell you right now, immediately she brought in $6,000 this year in 2010 to Contemporary VA. But get this, that one that one action on Twitter and then following through, not only has it brought in $6,000 for me, but I'm going to tell you, and, and I won't tell you the exact number, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars have been rolling in to Contemporary VA because as a result of me getting excited about my uh, experience with Contemporary VA, I launched an entire podcast about the topic of virtual assistants. I actually went to Contemporary VA and asked them to sponsor me, which they pay me a pretty hefty amount of money. And not only that, not only that, but the amount they pay me is it, it pales in comparison to the amount of money that they get because of all the people who listen to me who are convinced to sign up for Contemporary VA to to get there. And and I'm telling you, Twitter wasn't just bringing in $6,000 to Contemporary VA for me as a client, but has let that one action on Twitter has led to, I would say, probably even tens of thousands of dollars coming in. And that's only going to multiply and increase over time. It's out of this world. That's one Twitter message. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, maybe 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 Twitter's a waste of time. Well, you know. <laughs> If if that's what you if that's the route you want to go, but it sounds like to me that uh, contemporary VA needs to give uh, Andrea some kind of a bonus. I think Andrea is well taken care of, and, and okay, and I can tell you right now, <laughs> it, contemporary VA knows exactly what they have with Andrea. Yeah, and it sounds like she already knows how to do this referral. Like you said, she did it to get your attention, so she can totally do it for you for others. There, it's unbelievable. Uh, what Andrea does for me, it, it, it's it's out of this world. It might, it's it it really is. It it, um, yeah. Check out virtualassistantpodcast.com. All right, there you go. What's next on our show notes? Hey, I want to skip the uh, MySpace story because basically it's saying they're revamping it, and like we touched on it earlier, they're revamping it. It's not going to be up yet, and the rollout won't be complete until the end of November. So we'll revisit it briefly <laughs> when they actually get around to it. I'm still not going to go. And I, once again, I, my space make, is a little too a little too little too late. I'm going to make you do the research on that one. I, I will do it. I I <laughs> don't have a problem with that. Anyway, all right. What about PayPal? What's this? All right. Well, PayPal has announced a new micro payment system 
as well as a Facebook partnership. What exactly does that mean? Well, anyway, what, what they're talking about here is they are creating a way for you to use PayPal to pay for digital goods. In other words, it's kind of like the online equivalent of dropping like a quarter in a newspaper bin or to like play a video game. So basically this is a way that you're going to be able to exchange money through Facebook via PayPal. Hmm. And and I don't know totally how I feel about that. I think it could be a, a, here's the thing, like most things there's huge potential, but it could have a lot of pros and cons. Yeah, I, I, I don't like the idea because people tie their checkbooks and their, you right. know, it's like, you know, 25 cents doesn't seem like a lot of money. And and you know what? I'll tell you, micropayments, uh, I, I consider that to be no different than my micropayment system of uh, my my credit card being attached to the Apple uh, App Store. Right. Or iTunes, where I, yeah. of course, I don't ever buy music anymore. I mean, I do sometimes, but... But I buy these little apps, you know, ninety nine cents, two ninety nine, three ninety nine, four ninety nine. You know, here's the problem: if I was actually on a website and and um, you know, I had to actually enter in my name and my address and my credit card information and I had to click through to purchase and and all that stuff. To be honest with you, ha- most of the time I wouldn't do it, but because I'm on my iPhone and it's automatically just connected to my credit card. And all I have to do is type in my password and boom, I've instantly got access to this new instant gratification application that I want to play with at this moment in time. Um, yeah, I end up spending a lot more money with Apple than I would if I actually sat down and thought about it. And at the end of the month, that can actually add up to 20, 30 or 40 bucks easily a month. Yeah. And and so I see I see a lot of people uh, clicking through and buying little twenty cent get you know gizmos in their you know farming games or whatever the case. That's exactly what I was going to say. And they're gonna I, I bet you there's gonna be people who are ended up you know their their bank accounts are gonna run dry because of their zynga farming and and crazy stuff like that. Well, not to mention the fact that PayPal's charging them a percent to use the service at all. Um. Only, no, I think the percentage isn't it's the the person who receives the money pays the percentage. Well, I mean, it's whichever way it is. I think what I'm reading here is payment transactions cost 5% plus 5 cents per purchase under 12. Huh. So, so they're actually going to start charging the person paying to do the micropayment? I, I can't tell. It's in order to spread digital, PayPal's done everything. You can lower the barrier for entry. I think it's this, actually, yeah. I think this is, I think this is like if I was actually the one who was set up to receive the micropayment that, you know, that they get five cents plus 5% right. or whatever. Yeah. Which is, which is a lower cost than other micropayments. Yeah. So I don't, but, I, I don't think it's going to cost, like if I want to pay 25 cents for a, a certain thing, I don't think I'm going to, it's going to end up costing me like 33 cents. I think it's going to cost me 25 cents. And the person who receives that's only going to get, you know, 18 cents of that 25 cents. Or the person who receives it will jack the price up just a bit to save themselves from being. No, 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 no. 25, they won't jack up the price. They'll just, they'll just continue to make it addictive like crack to give them all your money. That's true. That's true. They'll keep the price low. So you keep coming back for more. It's crazy like that. Yeah. So 
I don't know. This doesn't excite I don't, me. I personally don't like having my financials tied to hardly anything on the web unless it's a manual thing I go in and do and then log back out. Yeah. What it's, do you th- what do you think about uh, buying Facebook credit at at your local Walmart store? Do you hear about uh, this? Yes. I again, I don't one, I don't really need to buy Facebook credit and two, making it that much easier to buy Facebook credit by making it at a Walmart. Yeah. I mean, it's good for Facebook. Here's the, here's the funny thing. I didn't even know there was such thing as Facebook credits. Right. I I mean, really? I mean, I guess it's for gaming. Is that what it's for? Yeah. It's for gaming as well as like giving gifts and things like that. It's kind of like when we used to way back in the day, when we used to play Zynga poker, you could actually put in your own money to be able to then spend or send players you're playing with like baubles and whatnot while you're playing, but it costs money to do it. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Wait, it was, it was your fake. It was, it was your, it was your fake money that you could do that. No, you could, well, you could, but also you could spend real money to do it. Oh, that sounds interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. I, I will not spend, I don't spend real money on virtual goods unless it's like an actual, like an app or a, a, an ebook or something. Yeah. Something that's still t- digital, digitally tangible. Digitally tangible. Oh, we have a title for the episode. There you go. Digitally tangible. Got it. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see if there will ever be a day that I come here to this podcast and say, I just paid money for my first Facebook credits. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I'm not saying it'll never happen, but I'll be interested to see when and how long, if ever, it takes for um, Facebook to suck me into their credit system. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see it happening. I, I, I try to avoid giving money to Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Changes to the new new Facebook pages admin panel. Yes. Okay, go ahead and tell us about this, and I'm going to go to my page now. Gotcha. All right. Well, essentially, what's happened is um, the fir- there's there's the basic information and the profile picture can now be managed from the back end, which means you don't have to go to the page itself and click edit out on the front. You know, basically where you'd be at for the wall. You can go into the background and and let me check and make sure this is actually live. Well, you're logging in, aren't you? I'm logged in now. And yes, okay. I do see profile picture where I can change it here now. Out in the, in the background. So that's good to know. Um, also, you can change by, you know, you can hover over the, the, sorry, you can edit your thumbnail and all that kind of stuff. So, but then if you click settings and then options... I don't see settings. Is this on the page itself? Let me see here. Because uh, okay, let me go back. All right, I'm going back again. I'm going back again. My goodness, how many times did I click through something here? <laughs> Jeez. All right, so uh, okay, I'm here. I'm on the thing. I see edit page. I don't see anything that says settings. Oh, options maybe under the post box. Yeah, I'm trying to find it as well. Wait, what's this? Check your spam filter. Post like posts likely That's to new. be spam. Post likely to be spam appear here. 
you can review, remove, or approve these posts anytime. Okay, so check your spam filter. Huh. That's new. Yeah. So it looks like Facebook is implementing some spam comments. I'm going to click learn more. We're coming to you live from Breaking. Facebook. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me see if I have it here. This just in. All right. So anyway. I click more and it takes you to basically the FAQ page. I'm trying to find where it actually talks about that. Hmm. If you if if it if you click something to say that says learn more, open go right up to where the thing is that you were just talking about instead of giving me an FAQ page where everything's collapsed and can be expanded. Seriously, Facebook, Facebook <laughs> people, listen, listen right. to me. So, I just don't. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I I I don't see anything too, too anyway, different here. There there should be Facebook spam. Something or other coming. Yeah. Anyway, manage. I'm hitting close. I don't care. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing there. Of course, there are a lot of people out there who are using Facebook fan pages or these pages uh, quite a bit, and uh, I still that's you know, like I said, Twitter's Twitter's the place where I I do most of it. But I, there are people out there who aren't using Twitter very much and are having wild success with uh, Facebook fan pages, and there are people who are having you know, wild success with growing their business and doing some amazing things in LinkedIn, as we talked about with uh, Justin Lucas Savage. So, yeah. So, but it, I mean, it's does, it's saying here that you can, you can even hide your page and make it unpublished. So if you want to take it down and then do some work on it and bring it back up, that's kind of cool. Oh, there is the ability to bring it down. You can, it like, says that here. Oh, where was that at? I didn't see that. Um, Reopen yeah, I'm trying to down. find where if it's I just don't see a settings. Are you just page. reading this stuff or I'm reading it from the article, but I'm not seeing it on the fan pages at all. Yeah, I don't see it either. Click edit page. I'm not seeing yeah. settings where you can even do anything. Yeah. Is it manage visit permissions? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so even if this stuff's not totally live yet, it says that that's going to be happening, as well as the fact that you don't have to be friends with people to be able to make them an admin. Right. So you could have somebody that you, you know, maybe, although I don't know, I don't understand why if you've got a Facebook fan page, I mean, I can see this maybe doing well in like a business setting where I don't have to go friend somebody at work that I don't want to be friends with on Facebook, but I want to allow them administrative uh, access to the Facebook fan page of whatever organization it is. Right. That I created. So actually, there you go. That's your answer. There you go. So Jonathan in the chat room says he's talking about, you know, the whole difference where some people like I use Twitter. Some people use face or LinkedIn or yeah, LinkedIn. And some people use these fan pages and, and stuff like that. And he says, you know, the whole it's the whole idea is to go where your audience is and go where the market is. And one thing I would say uh, is that I believe your audience or your market could be in all, th- you know, in in any one of the three places, and I think that it you just decide which place do you want to go to find the people you want. So, um, you know, th- matter of fact, I know that there are a ton of ways that I could build a, a massive community of people around my business of podcast consulting on Facebook, and uh, we talked about LinkedIn and. Um, you know, I got really excited that day about all the potential and possibility, but the truth is, is I'm at a place right now 
where I'm just not looking to grow or expand in that way just yet. But uh, I certainly know of a lot of way to do that. So um, you know, Twitter is is just there, and, and for me, it's that natural place. And and so I think I think you know I think it sometimes can be more about your personality and and stuff like that. If you're a more reserved business corporate type, I mean, LinkedIn is obviously a, a logical place to go. If you're um, if you're more tightly guarded with who you connect with, and you slowly want to approve people and you don't want anybody seeing you ex- unless you've approved them and stuff like I, I think Facebook's more of a place to go and if you're just a free spirit and it's like hey let's 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 just go out there and and make friends with the world and and anybody who ever has any interest in seeing anything that I ever say or do and uh, you know I might find some close connections with people randomly at any whim Twitter's a cool place to do that yeah. Not that you can't do any of those things with other services, but that that's that's the way I kind of see the networks. Yeah, it's yeah. it's you've got to almost be on all of them just so that you can interact with the different um, types of people's preferences for interaction. Yeah, I like so. I like what Sam says. He says, be awesome, be everywhere, everywhere and be real. That's yeah. good. And that that's you know I'm I have a presence in all three, but I'll be honest with you, it's weird because I I do syndicate things out and uh, you know if you if you were I I sent out a Twitter update, and if you comment on my profile on uh, Facebook, I will I will probably there's a very high likelihood that I'm going to comment back because I I check that quite often. Now every time if if you happen to be one of my LinkedIn friends. Like Wayne Henderson, Wayne Henderson will randomly he will um, he will see a status update that has been syndicated out to LinkedIn, and he will respond to me via LinkedIn, and I'll get an email saying, "Hey, you've got an you know you've got a, somebody who commented on one of your updates on LinkedIn," and I read it right in my email, and I just archive it. I don't go into LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and I don't respond. And sometimes I'll go to I'll do at you know at TIWWH or, or let's see wait no Wayne yeah that's it TIWWH or I'll send him a direct message or I'll just send him an email right from my email client. Hey, thanks for the comment on LinkedIn. I don't bother to log in to LinkedIn. It's just it's not that I don't see value there. Uh, it's just it's it it, it is my least. It's my least comfortable. It's my least. Uh, it's the one that I'm least familiar with. It's 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 kind of like I know its value, uh, and and I understand its value so much more now than I ever have known it before. But it's still just it doesn't draw me. Yeah. Hmm. What's this Twitter snob, Mitch Joel? What, you've been reading his <laughs> blog again. I never stopped, but you know. I, I listened to his podcast as well, Six Pixels of Separation. And uh, yeah, essentially, he he put out a really good post the other day called Being a Twitter Snob is a Good Thing. And I thought, hmm, I need to read this. Um, he starts off by saying, it annoys many people when they follow you on Twitter and you did not follow them back. Too bad. Don't do it. Yeah. So, and, and ultimately I think it's just another perspective on the fact that there is no one way to have 
the be the way that is the the be all end all that everybody should follow other than stop spamming uh, to interact on Twitter. Right. You know, I mean, you've got to figure out what your style is. Heck, my style has changed from month to month at times, depending upon what I'm interacting with. So exactly. But I think I think overall he's saying, you know, he's saying, here's what I've broken down into what I'm trying to do. And I and I am being selective. And I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, I know I get more benefit out of Twitter some of the times where I decide to consciously break that rule where I'm not selective and I let myself follow somebody just because they look interesting and just followed me. Yep. And they found me because of other people that are also following me that are maybe also following them. And so it, it fills in or uh, connects, makes a connection to a web you know, with, with another realm of people, so to speak. So it's, I mean, I've seen that happen time and again, where I add one missing piece and I start to see all these conversations that up till that point I wasn't seeing because I wasn't following some of the key people in the discussion. Right. So. Yeah, there, I definitely agree. There is no one way to use any of these networks. Use them however best suits you and just realize how you use them may affect how people react to you, but that's just relationships in general, you know. You have you have to decide, you know, how do you want to interact with with people? What kind of relationships do you want to have? And uh, you know, and and just adjust from there, right? Yeah, cool. So, but yeah, if you want to check that, check out that article. Also, if you want to check out, um, Andy Traub interviewed Mitch Joel for his unofficial Lynchpin podcast. It's uh, episode number four. And that's over at lynchpinpodcast.com. And by the way, this is episode 64. There will be links to everything in our show notes over at socialmediaserenity.com. And by the way, this is uh, our free episode of the month. Uh, We give you one episode a month for free here at Social Media Serenity. If you want to get an episode every single week, we want you to. And we're here every week. All you need to do is become a gspn.tv plus member. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus. It's $10 a month, but you don't just get every episode of this podcast. You get every episode of every podcast we produce, which is about 7 to 15 episodes a week. Sometimes as many as 20. It's crazy. Anyway, thank you. And until next time, join the community.